Hi everyone, this is Lindsay Bailey. And I'm Alex Carrico. And you're, and you're listening, listening to, to UNC Trauma, Trauma Talks. Talks. Hey everyone, welcome to the third installment of UNC Trauma Talks Trauma Survivor Network Series. That's a mouthful. Um, Today we're going to be talking to Tracy Strickland, who is the mother of Amanda Strickland, who is a trauma survivor and was in a car accident that did cause some very severe facial injuries and also a traumatic brain injury that does require that Tracy has her mother continue to care for her into her adult life. So Tracy is going to share with us Amanda's story and a little bit about some pointers on distracted driving that we could all benefit from in knowing um, to prevent these types of injuries from occurring to others. Um, I also want to point out if this is your first Trauma Survivor Network episode or series part that you're listening to, you might want to go back to our first TSN um, episode where we interviewed two Trauma Survivor Network coordinators, and they actually shared, you know, kind of the ins and the outs of the TSN network and why the Trauma Survivor Network program exists um, across the country and how it benefits not only the survivors themselves, but um, the actual volunteers who are survivors of trauma and kind of the mutually beneficial relationship that they can build between each other. So thank you all so much for listening. And thank you so much again to Tracy for sharing Amanda's story. And thank you to Amanda for allowing her short story to be shared. Thanks, y'all. And I'll cut to the recording. Hey, everyone. We are, Alex and myself are excited today to be talking with Tracy Strickland, who is part of the Trauma Survivors Network at UNC Healthcare. And um, Tracy, thank you so much for being here and chatting with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me to be on. I enjoy it. Absolutely. So Tracy's going to be uh, one of our part of our. You know, we're interviewing her as part of our Trauma Survivors Network series. And Alex is going to leave this interview. So Alex, I'll let you take it away. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Lindsay, and uh, thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us for another episode of a uh, UNC Trauma Talks here. Um, so we're just going to get right into it here. And um, Tracy, if you don't mind just kind of introducing yourself and, and, and giving a, a brief background, uh, that'd be great so all our listeners uh, know who we're speaking with. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, my name's Tracy Strickland, uh, uh, born and raised here in North Carolina. And um, we, uh, I currently am an employee at UNC Healthcare and, uh, and you know, came to know UNC through my daughter's accident. So uh, it kind of became a second home, I guess, is the best way to put it. Okay. So you, you originally were not an employee before um, your your, uh, your your story, huh? That's correct. I worked at another state agency, and then after Amanda's accident, um, we spent five months or uh, five weeks at UNC, and I basically lived there the entire time. I never left except for one single night, and uh, actually made some great friends being there. Wow, that's that's actually a really you know really cool story. Um, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of giving us um, you know some details on on Amanda's accident and and what you uh, went through with her. Okay, um, Amanda uh, was 17 years old. She was two weeks shy of her 18th birthday. Um, she was a great student had been accepted to UNC Wilmington, you know, the typical high school senior um, kid, and 
was going to the beach with several friends. She was the driver. Uh, and unfortunately, due to distracted driving, not drinking and driving, not texting, but distracted driving, uh, they were in a serious accident. Uh, they veered a little off to the right, and uh, she overcorrected and hit the center guardrail, which is how she took the brunt of the injury, uh, and then went back across the highway and wound up on the right-hand side of the highway. Um, thankfully, no other cars were involved, but, of course, the passengers in her car, uh, three were not injured uh, seriously. Uh, one, the passenger behind her, because they hit the center guardrail, uh, did sustain a serious leg injury, um, but is doing well. But that's her story. She suffered a very severe traumatic brain injury and facial trauma. And um, even though I say the other people, the other three uh, passengers didn't sustain injury, physical injury, you know, they were there and lived through that accident and Amanda's injuries. And so uh, very, very severe for all of them involved. Um, yes. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Continue, no, please. go ahead. No, it just it just sounds like I mean there was definitely you know some emotional trauma there with 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 all the uh, individuals that were in that wreck. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Because her, you know, like I said, all of her injuries were severe, severe facial trauma, and so you know that's a very devastating thing to live through um, for these young ladies. But they're they're wonderful friends to Amanda, and um, you know they were just by her side the whole uh, you know recovery those first few years. Yeah, and and I think that's a that's a big supporting role in going through something like this is having your your friends, especially you know them being involved. I think it's you know great care and great support for both you and Amanda. And, and I'm Absolutely. sorry to hear that. I'm sorry about that. You know that accident. I appreciate yes. you sharing that sharing that story with us. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's very important. I feel for other families to um, you know know that these things can happen, but you can survive and uh, you know come out on the other side and. Uh, you know, live a very reasonably happy life, and, um, you know, there is, um, you know, uh, survival through this, so. Great, thank you. So, um, Tracy, what would you say are some of the biggest changes that, that you had to make to your daily lives, um, both you and your family, um, after the accident? Um, that is probably the biggest question ever, because it, you know, to use the old cliche, it takes a village. It, it took everybody to uh, come to support Amanda and our family. Um, you know, as I said, I stayed with her for five weeks. I never left but one night from the hospital. And so, you know, we I have a younger daughter who was still in high school, and uh, my husband uh, was an employee at Rex Hospital. So we had um, – we it took our entire family, but just getting through the actual – um, her surviving the accident, you know, we she's able to have, um, at the time she had a trach, so we had nursing care. You go from your, you know, little family of four living, you know, your daily life to you have set up a whole bedroom with medical equipment and a medical bed, and you have nurses, you have strangers coming into your home who for the first two weeks she was home were there 24 hours a day, and how unusual is that that you're sleeping in your bed, but there's a nurse awake downstairs, you know, in your child's room. And 
um, you know, she still has nursing assistants today that come um, four days a week to take care of her so that, you know, I'm still able to work. And, um, you know, with Amanda's injuries, she is not able to stay alone. So she has very short-term, severe short-term memory loss. So, you know, like you and I know, okay, it's time to get up, get dressed, eat breakfast. Amanda knows it's time to get up, but she won't get out of bed until we go get her. And mm. she will not eat until we start fixing food. So she knows those things have to be done, but in her brain injury, she is not able to do them correctly on a daily basis. So uh, sort of related to having a toddler, you know, your toddler knows the things they need to do. They're just not able to sort of effectively do those things, and that's kind of where she is. Um, she communicates with you, talks with you, you have conversations, but you know that she's not able to, you know, take care of herself daily. So we do have to be with her. Someone has to be with her at all times. Sure, sure. Um, and would you would you say that that's, you know, a, a team effort amongst your entire family on, on top of your, your nursing care? Absolutely. Um, our family makes sure that, you know, we have to make sure there's someone at home with her all the time, or if we're doing things like, for me, running to the grocery store, running errands, you know, is it appropriate for her to go with us? And prior to uh, the pandemic that we're having now, she is my sidekick. When I leave the house, she is generally with me if she's not with her nursing assistant. But we've had some super challenges with um, the pandemic because, of course, she would more be more in the high risk category and I uh, don't take her with me anymore sometimes she will she and my mom will ride with me and sit in the car together while I run in the store if it's a quick trip but I did um, I would like to share a, we went to a local um, I'll say Costco because they required masks almost from the beginning and I said well everyone there will be wearing a mask and Amanda will have a mask we'll run in make it a quick trip and I just have to tell you, every time I looked at her, she was rubbing her eyes. Her mask had fallen off of her face. She was touching it. She was rubbing her mouth. <laughs> I almost lost it. So that was our one and only <laughs> trip out. Um, so we've not done that again. But I do let them ride sure. if they can sit in the car. So. Sure, sure. I mean, that's you know, it's a it's a cute story. It's funny, but it is. I I could understand how it could be stressful at the time, right? Um, we can la you can laugh about it now. Um, but definitely, I'm sure you know things were your your senses were heightened at that time. Absolutely. It seems like it seems like you know from what you're telling me, you guys were you know very fortunate to have the the support system that you did, and the the resources along this along the the way. So if you don't mind, just kind of you know for our listeners out there, just kind of sharing um, a little more in depth the best resources that you that you have had and your families had that have helped you guys along this road uh, to recovery. Absolutely. Um, one of the, the biggest start to our recovery was um, we had a great caseworker that worked with her in the rehab hospital she ended up in. Um, that person, uh, Jamie, was fabulous. And she, I can't even tell you the things that she and her experience knew to do for us that I had no idea to do for us. And so when Amanda left her rehab hospital, our home was set up for her care, all the medical equipment, the medical bed. Um, 
she helped us find a nursing company that could come in quickly and help us. Um, you know, in hospital life, when they say, yeah, we're thinking about discharging you, I mean, they mean like two hours later or the next morning. They don't mean like a week later. Uh, it's very quick. And so luckily she started us off on a great foot. And um, from there, we connected with the Brain Injury Association of North Carolina. Uh, they have a great website and um, support groups that we uh, joined a couple of times, uh, went to those and made some connections there, uh, as well as online websites um, that we used, um, especially for you have to look at both sides. We we focused 100% on Amanda, but we sort of left ourselves behind, my husband and I, uh, in our family in the caregiver role, um, you have to think about that too because you will easily burn out quickly um, because your whole life is focused around your your patient and your family member because you want the best for them. And at the time, that's what's most important. Um, and then we just stayed uh, connected with our physicians. Uh, there were so many, uh, probably upwards of 10 to 12 um um, services that we needed from, you know, her PCP being on board to, um, you know, surgeons and dental and everything that she needed for her rehab. So we depended a lot on that as well as um, friends who had caregiver situations. Wow, that's, a, you know, definitely a lot of moving parts there. Um, and I appreciate you sharing all that. I think one of the um, – the thing that stood out most to me was that you you recognized the fact that you your husband your family you needed to care for yourself and I'm you know a huge proponent of that I think it's 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 something that goes you know overlooked in in all facets of life right when yeah. when we're, when we're in that role of of advocating for others and caring for others we oftentimes um, leave out to the caregiver and you as parents you know you're caregivers um, for you know for Amanda so I think that's great and it's a great um, lesson for, for others out there that, that may be in a similar situation that you have to take care of yourselves uh, because then you will you will start to slack off and may, you may not provide the best care uh, to your loved one. Um, and, and that goes to show. So um, thank you for sharing that. And we'll definitely have some, some notes here um, for the, the Brain Injury uh, Association of North Carolina so that way others can get those resources as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, I appreciate it. Again, you know, thank you for sharing. Um, what you know, kind of tying this all together, you know, having lived that story, gone through that, that process, and, and still going through that process, um, knowing the impact it made on, on, you know, Amanda's life, your family's life, what advice would you give to other young drivers uh, and also their parents about distracted driving? Oh, gosh. Um, yes, absolutely. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration uh, has a 2018 um uh, list of very sadly, uh, for example, you know, 1,730 drivers died from distracted driving, 605 passengers, 400 pedestrians, 77 bicyclists all lost their lives due to not drinking and driving, but distracted driving. So I just want to advise parents, you know, we tell our kids, you know, don't drink and drive. We tell them don't text and drive, but we don't think about eating in the car, changing the radio station, laughing with friends who are, hey, look at this on, you know, Snapchat or whatever. Those distractions take away from that 
driver. Um, you know, you think about visual, auditory, manual, and cognitive distractions, and all of those play into a person not focusing on the road. You know, driving's hard enough when you're paying attention, especially in the triangle with the traffic we have. Um, when you think about these kids who are young drivers, you know, inexperience plays a role um, in that um, teen driver as well. But parents have to be the first, um, you know, line of defense. Set the example. How many times do we drive through the drive-thru and get, you know, a quick bite to eat or a drink and we're drinking and talking and eating our fries and what have you? We've got to set that example to start with. And then also um, – Talk with your children's friends. You know, um, we always made the rule that everybody wears a seatbelt in the car before the back seat uh, riders had to have a um, seatbelt on. Also, um, you know, I challenge the parents, you know, tell your, your driver, your child's friends, you know, don't distract, distract them. Help them drive, you know, help them watch lane changes, you know, be there to help that driver as well. Um, and then, of course, just the burden on the driver. You know, you're responsible for yourself as well as others. And please, you know, uh, focus on what you're doing. Don't set the radio dial. You know, don't turn the air on and off. You just focus on the road, drive the speed limit, and, um, you know, stay alert to the traffic and, and to the road because that's, you know, you're responsible for others as well as yourself. So this is Lindsay, and I'm going to take an awkward moment to interject here that after the interview, Tracy called me a few minutes later because she was concerned that she had forgotten to share some very important information. And I really appreciate not only that she had the caring to follow up with this information, but I'm so glad that she did because what she wanted us to know is that for any person in the same position as Tracy and her family members who take care of Amanda on a daily basis, and, you know, Amanda relies on them to, uh, you know, look out for her and take care of her needs, um, you know, Tracy anticipates that Amanda will, of course, and hopefully outlive both Tracy and um, her other family members that provide care. So it's important to Tracy that she not only become the um, guardian of Amanda as an adult and also that she do, uh, you know, end of life planning for herself so that when Amanda is left without Tracy at some point in the future, that Amanda will be taken care of and that there's a legal plan in place for Amanda's care. So, Thank you so much, Tracy, for calling me and sharing that message so that others in the same position as you or similar positions can think about that important piece of the puzzle if they have not already and make sure that they know how their loved one who depends on them is going to be taken care of once they have been, they have gone. And now I'll go back to the interview. Yes, I think those are all great um, tips and and resources for, for not only young drivers, but everybody on the road, right? Uh, I recently, you know, I hate to digress, but I recently, um, so I'm originally from California, um, for those that, that don't know, wow. and I recently, I recently traveled back home, and I instantly, instantly got anxiety getting onto the freeway. And mind you, I grew up there for 29 years of my life. I learned to drive at 16. I've been driving my entire life, you know. Fortunately, never had an accident, but instantly, had this like severe anxiety just getting on the road because of 
the way people drove out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, only living out here a year and a half, I've found myself just driving a lot safer, a lot more cautious. Um, however, I do get distracted by those back roads. And, and, and I will admit, I'll just be driving. And I'm just, I just be, I'm just amazed at the scenery, right? Yeah. But that's still, Looking that's, at the <laughs> yes, but that's still a form of, of distraction, right? It's a cognitive Absolutely. distraction. I'm like, I'm enjoying my drive, dazing off. And then I, you know, sometimes it's, it's that, that braille driving, right? That, 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 that wakes you up. Um, so really it can be anything. And I think that's, that's important. And I'm glad that you shared that because we can all be distracted in our daily lives and, and the vehicle, you know, it's, it's a, it's a privilege, right? It's not Absolutely. a, it's not um, anything that, that we should take for granted and we should definitely always be cognizant of that. Absolutely. I appreciate you, you sharing that Tracy. Yeah. And you know, our teens always have friends with them and, and that's why it's so important that, uh, you know, you take the time to tell that, that friend, you know, help, help a man to drive, you know, don't show her stuff on your phone and you guys watch the road, you know, pay attention, both of you and, and help each other get there and get home, you know. Exactly. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a team effort here. And I think the, um, you know, the closer you are, um, the harder it may be to, to make those recommendations like, Hey, put your phone down. Hey, just right. wait till we get here. You know, my wife tells me, and then oftentimes, um, I just kind of say, you know what, you're right. Like, let's just let's do things right here. So, exactly. Um, I think I think everybody can can learn, you know, um, from just listening to to this this episode of how they can drive a little bit safer because it affects not only you but others on the road. So. That's correct. Absolutely. Great. Um, so before we 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 finish up here, Tracy, is there anything that that you would have liked to ask yourself that I may have left out and that you want to share with others? Uh, no, just that you, like I said, caregiver uh, support is very important. And um, just for our family, you know, we're so thankful when I said it takes a village. We had, uh, my husband and I had coworkers as well as the dearest of friends who took care of us and uh, helped us, uh, friends of our younger daughter, uh, stepped in to help us those five weeks because school was still in session. So she was still in high school um, um, as well. And so, you know, for her, it was very stressful um, because, of course, her sister was, you know, the kid that was in the accident. And so lots of uh, focus on her and trying to make sure that she stayed well. And, um, you know, it, it just takes a village. And we're absolutely grateful and humbled by all the friends and family and coworkers that came to our rescue and, and have supported us uh, and continue to love and support Amanda through her her recovery and Amanda is a joy um, to be around and and we're lucky in the respect that a lot of brain injury patients or trauma patients they do suffer from depression because they realize that there may be limitations in their life that they didn't have before um, and that's the one saving grace for, for Amanda with her short-term memory loss you know she knows she used to drive but she doesn't think about that with her short-term memory loss so she's a happy girl. Whatever we're doing right now is uh, is the most fun thing in her life at the time. And so we're very lucky to not have to suffer through some of that depression and, and work through that. But, you know, I encourage um, all of our trauma families, um, think about the mental aspect as well as the physical aspect of keeping your patient well as well as yourself um, to keep everybody at, you know, at the best that they can be to watch over each other. Yeah, awesome. Tracy, that I, I, was a beautiful sentiment. Thank yes, you. I, 
I appreciate it. I think that's a great takeaway um, and something that we can all, you know, learn from this in, in all aspects of our life is just to take, you know, better better care of our of our mental well being, um, and also look out look out for others, you know, that surround us to to ensure that they're doing the best as well. That's exactly right. Especially with our pandemic, everybody's having a super hard time. Oh yeah, it's it, it's this time and you know in, in our lives is strange, and I know a lot of people are are locked down and. And, you know, those that are affected by trauma, you know, they may be having a harder time getting the resources that, that they need. Absolutely. So just being, just being aware of that and, and using utilizing the online resources that, you know, that you mentioned can help out. So um, we'll be sure to, to, to list those in, in our our, um, our notes of this, uh, this episode as well. So awesome. Thank well, you. Tracy, I greatly appreciate you, you know, enthusiastically sharing your story, um, you know, caring about – the, the effect that it has on others and wanting to, to kind of spread that word to hopefully prevent, um, you know, similar instances from occurring, you know, to, to other individuals. Um, you had some, some great, some really, you know, really great um, uh, moments in, in, this, in this story, and I think they're really going to resonate with others. Um, so, uh, Lindsay, is there anything you'd like to add before we, we wrap up here? Oh. So thank you so much, Tracy. It was a joy, like kind of, you know, when we talked first about you know, kind of prepared for this, and it was a joy, to, like hearing your story today. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I love again. sharing Amanda's story because it, it, I think it will help others as well. I, I appreciate you guys asking me. Thank you so much. No doubt. Awesome. All right. Thank, thank you so much, Tracy. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more information, you can go to our website at tarheeltrauma.org or visit us on Facebook at UNC Tarheel Trauma. Thank you all for listening. And remember, stay safe.